Hey guys, and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. Hello everyone, welcome back. I've got two special guests. Luke is back for a third time. I'm after, back. And we've got another one, Phil. Phil the Savage, as I like to call him. Um, oh, thanks, Sarah. <laughs> it's, it's good to be here and Phil the Savage is a new one, but look, I'll own it. <laughs> Alright, cool. So today we're going to be basing our conversation around some general advice for young people to help them understand and control their money essentially because I just think that there's a complete lack of education around this in schools, um, a bit more now, but um, not enough and especially when people head into university and stuff when they need to know, um, there's definitely a lack um, at that point. So we're going to talk about a few few top tips, I suppose, a few things that people can implement into their lives to help them understand and control their money a bit better. Um, so yeah, any thoughts, Luke and Phil? I'll kick it off from one of the <laughs> earlier podcasts, Sarah, where we spoke about habits and I think that is the the key to staying out of trouble and actually saving money is actually getting into good financial habits uh, at an early age that you can then take on to life later on or maybe like for me I probably only really started taking it seriously in my 30s I started to in my 20s and then I um, who knows what happened but I just probably got derailed a little bit and then got a bit frivolous etc and then I've had to start basically reapplying some of those those habits but the sooner you start then the bigger the reward's going to be, the easier it's going to be later on down the track. See what Phil thinks there. 100%. Uh, I think it's understanding the opportunity cost of of cash Mm. and short-term sacrifice that you need to make now, today, to get an outcome at a future point in time. Mm. And whether you're prepared to... You know, suck it up and yeah. and not go out for that uh, five dollar coffee or, or or the bender on the Friday and Saturday night for mm. whatever the goal is in the in the future that you want to use that Just cash for. Do the Friday only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and opportunity costs for those who don't know is the next best alternative foregone textbook definition. Wow, <laughs> wow that's, that's <laughs> university shit. That is exceptional. Well done. Into the brain. Yeah, I don't um, have to have googled that one, but don't need to. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah, no worries. Sarah, question for you. Do you know what a sunk cost is? Oh, you know what? I I know that that is a thing, and <laughs> I have no idea what that thing is off the top of my head. Outstanding. No, that's good. I was just going to... I was wondering if you had a textbook definition for that one, but that's nah, all right. only opportunity cost is the only thing that stuck with me. You must have missed that <laughs> economics lecture. It's all good. Yeah, it's only yeah, economics. Probably. yeah. <laughs> Didn't really care about that back in the day. <laughs> cool, so forming good habits. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, habits. And I think uh, we spoke about it briefly before, but um, KiwiSaver is creating, getting people into a habit that we might not necessarily have had in earlier generations and decades because it wasn't around. So people weren't sort of forced to save. And then that's how we've got such a heavy reliance on um, on the pension and, and people getting paid that and actually get into their retirement with no money. So mm. we've got some interesting times coming up with people having large sums of money when they do get to that retirement age. I think as a young fella, it would have been good to know, you know, if you're getting paid, let's say $10 an hour gross, so that's what you're going to get um, before the tax is taken out. So after the tax is taken out, that might be 2 bucks. so you're left with 8 bucks an hour. Mm. 
mm. you know, what, what can you buy for that $8? So if, if you're buying something for $32, you know that you've got to work for, help me with my maths here, three hours? Four hours? Four hours. Four hours. <laughs> Clearly, I'm not an accountant. Um, but, you, but you've got to work for four hours to pay for whatever that thing is, mm. and then you're not even left with any savings after that. Mm. Four hours, that's, you know, for somebody that's working part-time, if you're at school or university, um, it's a lot of time. Yeah. So understanding sure. how many hours you need to work to be able to pay for the thing that you want so then sit back and under, uh, ask yourself, do I really need this or do I just want it? Yeah. Shit. And then Luke has got an absolutely fantastic little hack, which I've only just recently discovered and I wish I knew when I was a younger fella, getting paid my $4.80 an hour. Uh, go back and back Google when that was minimum wage. Uh, <laughs> get in contact 18. when you work it out. <laughs> back when the wheel was invented, I think. Um, is go through your bank statement and highlight or categorize into maybe three categories what your costs are mm. and the ones that you highlight say red are potentially the ones that you you don't need mm. and you could save mm. and then think to yourself well how else can i use that cash because mm. everyone's got goals and wants to do things in life pay for university travel buy a house buy a car whatever it is but you need money to be able to do that and if the, the drive and the motivation is strong enough for that goal, then you'll put that cash away. Yeah. The why. The, the why. why. The why you're doing it. Yeah, that's that's some good stuff. I had it summarised as don't buy dumb shit. Don't buy dumb shit. Well, that's also, that also works. Yeah, but the access to money is so easy these days that you can just about have like whatever you want. Um, and you know there's untold stories where young people have gone out and come home with a car and the parents mm. are like how the hell have you done that and like it, it can happen so you need to try and instill in yourself why like, again like why you're buying some of this stuff um, and then do you yeah do you need it and then how are you going to fund it down the track and who, who are you trying to impress mm. all of that sort of mm. stuff that's quite confronting but it does actually make up like a big part of your um, purchasing decisions and you know that's where I think a lot of people do fall into the trap of just spending money on shit to try and impress people uh, or to like fill a hole in themselves and things like that and then and then then they've got the burden of like okay now I'm in debt to this like I, I was in debt to how I was thinking about it now I'm in debt to actually having to pay for it so I think if you're funding your dumb purchases via debt you got to sit back and really look at yourself and ask why am I doing this? Mm, mm. Because most people trade time for money. That's mm. a job. Yeah. And then if you don't have enough money, you can go out and get debt. Mm. Well, debt is either dumb debt or it's smart debt. And by and large, a lot of people personally have dumb debt. And you just got to look at the likes of afterpay and those types of things. Mm. That's dumb debt. Mm. Guilty. It's, <laughs> it's, real, it's, it's it very smart on the companies on Afterpay's yeah. part. Yeah. of creating a platform to, for people to be able to buy stuff and pay it off over four weeks or whatever it is, but it's showing to young people how easy it is to get debt mm. and that it is okay to pay for something off over four weeks, six weeks or whatever it is. And those things are extremely popular. Oh. Yeah. Like, at least everyone around me will use Afterpay pretty much on every purchase, even if they can afford it buying it outright. 
will still use, you know, put it onto Afterpay because it just seems like, oh, well, it's only $20 and then, this week. And then the Afterpay payment, can you chuck it on your credit card or does it come straight out of your bank account? The, the young fellas don't have credit cards these days, mate. Card, no. Don't they? Debit, no. debit only, they're a bit smarter than us. Wow. Oh, well but done to the younger generation. Up. I mean, when I was a younger fella, it was um, sign up to any one of the four major banks and we'll give you your tertiary account and we'll give you um, a credit card. Yeah. I know Pre-done. overdraft is a big one. Yeah. I'm just getting overdraft. Interest-free account. overdraft it was, a 1000 yeah. bucks back yeah, in those days. Still, so I'd go yeah. to the, the four banks and open four accounts and get four grand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The problem was that I f- didn't realise, because I was a little bit younger, and this was just after the wheel was invented, of coming up with a way to be able to turn that four grand into eight grand. Yeah. I just blew that four grand probably on beers and McDonald's. Yeah, of course, classic. Yeah, yeah. life lessons. Yeah. And that's, life. like, even for younger people, um, with when Phil talks about, like, dumb debt, you see, I've, I've financed, like, a number of things on 0% interest that are, you know, there's probably a margin in there for them to recover their cost anyway. So I'm still paying for it, but I'll look at it and go, okay, am I going to need this? can I get it faster and I'm not paying interest, but it's going to help me generate either income or an outcome, yeah, income or an outcome um, where it's going to like add value to my life. It's not just a stupid purchase so that I'm cool in front of my mates or something. It's a, it's an iPad or it's a, mm. a computer because my last computer stopped or it's a, it's a something that's going to help me like generate better in my life. Then I, then I'll use like 0% interest and things like that if I, if I can't afford it up front or something. So mm. I think it's like being, being smart about it and then using using accounting terms luke um just putting my accountant's hat on mm. that that would be for capital purchases wouldn't it Capex, so yeah. if, if you're going off and buying a laptop or yeah. a, your, your new ipad or iphone or something like that uh, clearly i'm an apple fan here mm. um that that would be okay potentially to rack that up to a bit of debt but mm. if you're going off and buying the latest uh Nikes or the latest bit of Holiday. makeup or something like that, and you chalk it up to afterpay. I'd be scratching my head and going, "Oh, really?" Yeah. Holidays. Yeah. That's another good one. Mm. A lot of people put holidays on debt. Yeah. Because you can I, do that with um. Oh, what's that student? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> with the this um student travel company. Yeah, yeah, I've seen called? that. Uh, STA travel. STA travel, STA and you travel, can pay yeah. it off. Um, wow. Over a certain amount of time. Mm. I don't get that. I always have felt that a holiday is is a reward mm, mm. and by things. yeah by doing something yeah and yeah. to go and get a holiday go on a holiday but fund that with debt you're going backwards mm. and i personally don't want the stress of coming home to have to pay for my holiday that's no awful. so really you've just funded some uh your insta life yeah with yeah. debt <laughs> That's dumb. Dumb yeah. shit. Dumb, yeah. Dumbass. And then this is a very, this is a technical one for people who really have to tune into this next 30 seconds. When you're taking those $1,000 overdrafts like Phil did here and had four of them, you have to remember that that four grand that you're now in debt, that's net. So mm-hmm. you're going to have to earn four grand plus tax to be able to pay that back. So your ability to have four grand plus tax, so let's say it's 30% on, or well, let's just say 20%, so $4,800 you have got to make to pay off that four grand, and then you've got to not need that 4800 for like anything else. There that's was a the lot trap. of hours back in my day at $5 an hour yeah. to pay all that stuff back, I tell you. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah i can imagine and that's the trap people fall into is kind of like borrowing um or spending but then not figuring out what their net income is after tax per year and i think mm. the average income in new zealand's 52 grand and tax on that's about 10 so you're left with 42 grand in the bank so you need to start doing some math early on with your salary and with what you're earning and going shit what am I actually going to have left after I put it into the buckets of rent food entertainment saving Mm. uh, saving for a trip like how realistic is what you want your life to be to look like versus what you're getting paid and if it's if it's way beyond what you are getting paid then you need to do two things you need to either change your expectations and reality Mm. uh, or you need to build your reality so then you need to go well how can I make some some money on the side Um, I'm pleased you touched on that because I was just about to say we're focusing quite a bit here on one side with the expenses and going geez we can make some real dumb purchasing decisions um, and cut out some of the the wasted stuff and the fritter but there's the other side of the coin which is the money coming in Mm. and there's ways that you can go out and make more money in your spare time. Mm. It's just understanding what spare time you have and how you can turn that into money. Mm. You, if you've got a car, go out and Uber. You know, if you've got a scooter, you could be going and doing Uber Eats. You'd be going picking up limes and charging those little bad boys. Yeah. You know, there's there's a whole heap Side of ways yeah. that you can have a side hustle. And, yeah. you know, you don't have to just be working at the local pack and save or McDonald's on minimum wage, you could mm. potentially go out and earn a lot more mm. by looking at the problem differently mm. and looking for opportunities. And Phil raises a very good point there, which this is where I think a, a lot of younger people um, don't have this education because this wasn't around for our parents. Yeah. So they're not going to be the ones to tell you to do it. So usually it's the younger people that discover this stuff and go like, oh, shit, I can jump on Sidekicker and go work my weekend and it, it make some extra cash. Like traditionally our parents had jobs and that was their security. Mm-hmm. So to tell them like, oh, I've got three jobs and I made 200 at this one and blah, they're like, what do you mean? Like, how do you mean you went online and got given a job for the day? What yeah. the, like, to them it's like foreign. So you almost, as a young person, you're in like this best time to be alive of these different ways to actually make income of not just like, okay, I need to go work at the post office because that's the safest job in the in the community, which is what I learned from, mm-hmm. from the olds. Like that was like the, mm-hmm. that was the pinnacle way eh, back in the day. You, you, just thinking about a problem that I've got at the moment is, and, and it comes back to turning your time into money somehow, like fi- for us finding a babysitter. Oh, mate. Mm. O- outside of um, close friends and family, like we've got somebody at the end of our street who looks after our kids, great, but when they're not available, we're cooked. Mm. And we've just recently had a case that they're not available and no one else is. Where the heck do you go to looking for a babysitter? Mm. You've got all these younger people out there that are going to like kids, you know, because some people like kids more than other people. That's cool. Yeah. Well, if you like spending time with kids, go and, spe- and monetise it. Yeah. Well, Phil, I think I may have the solution for you, mate. There's a, a company called the Babysitters Club. No kidding. I thought And it's books. like the, the Uber, yeah. That's the Uber for babysitters, mate. Yeah. Well, mm. I haven't got into Googling it yet, but yeah, there we there go. Yeah, there you go. There are so. quite a few platforms, I think, like that, where you can like create a profile and yeah. then the babysitter has a profile and you yeah. can go through and like select a babysitter. Who you it's want. a bit of like a setup process, but yeah. you know, once you've got that done, mm. it's pretty easy, really, I think, to recruit people onto the job. And 
realistically, the people that get ahead are the ones that, that work the hardest. Like, sure, there's a little mm. bit of luck along the way and stuff like that for some people, but, you know, then people would argue, well, you create your own luck. But, you know, I was, I'd go to school from 6.30 in the morning till 5. I'd come home and I'd do a paper run. Mm. Um, and then I'd go work at Foursquare in the weekend. And, like, I pissed all that money away once I got to university, I'll be honest. But oh, yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was building good, like, hard work ethic habits. And now when people ask me, like, oh, how do you work so long? I'm like, well, it's kind of all I've ever known as such. And mm. so it just seems kind of normal. But I think we're always looking for the fastest, easiest way to make the dollar rather than going back to the basics of, like, okay, go and ask someone that's rich. Like, oh, how did you get rich? And, fuck, they've all had to work their asses off. They have, because you only ever see the top 10%, don't you? Mm. Uh, the, 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 the iceberg thing, where you see the bit out of the water, but everyone misses the stuff below the surface that mm. they've had to go through. I mean, there's the pictures, whether they're real or not, of uh, Bill Gates and uh, Mr. Amazon working out of their houses and garages before they became these multi millionaires slash billionaires yeah mm. you know that's a stack load of hard work and tough conditions that they've had to go through to get to where they are yeah for sure yeah so not being scared of hard work is obviously such a, a good fundamental um and i think like I, th- I don't think i mean there's people that are naturally lazy and then there's people that are then they're not going to apply themselves but most people do like, want to get ahead they might just lack the information of like oh you know once they're on sidekicker then they're like shit i'm doing this every weekend you know yeah um, so it's like sort of educating yourself with, or getting creative with yourself of how can I make extra income and mm. when I was at uni we had a Fijoa tree on the um, on the back lawn and I was I was in the Fijoa season and I love Fijoas and yeah. so I just put two and two together in my head and was like there's got to be people in the neighbourhood that do so I went to New World racked a few of their bags and uh, <laughs> bagged up my own Fijoas banged them at the door and and tried to sell them and was like, well, yeah. no one's seen them. So I'm like, oh, now I need a sign. So yeah. then I made a sign. And I'm like, well, no one's seen the sign. So I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to get a cone from down the road. So I got a cone <laughs> and put it in the middle of the road. And I'm like, now I'm getting people's attention. So like, you're learning yeah. about business yeah. because I'm like, I need their attention. I need to have a product. Mm. And then they all got sold. And I'm like, now I've got no supply. Yeah. So then I had to go around the neighborhood trying to find other Fijoas. <laughs> and then someone came along and stole my Fijoa box, uh, the money box, because it was just doing like the old. So uh, I had the like, honesty box. Yeah, all the lessons honesty of business yeah. and like selling like selling Fijoas. And that's like how simple you need to keep it is, what could I be doing that's gonna add value to mm. somebody else's life, whether that be through like a fruit or convenience mm. or saving time or whatever. Everybody's gonna be naturally good at something or enjoy doing something yeah and we're in a time now that there's platforms that you can leverage off of either what you're good at or what you enjoy where you can turn it into money sure yeah and if you can get the money coming in and you control what's going out then you're going to get ahead Mm. and having the right attitude as well towards it all i think is real key 100 percent. yeah well speaking on attitude towards it, i think you've got a good story about like setting your mindset towards achieving like you know like a deposit to buy a house or something like that right where you had a friend who like they made a decision to and you guys were like well we're just going to keep playing and he was like no nah, I'm, I'm i'm working yeah so so this was uh probably just at around the time the car was invented i think um <laughs> oh, yeah, this uh, group of us lads you know we were out most weekends and there was one fella that used to have a part-time job on a farm yeah and Despite going out till all hours, he'd be up in the morning back on the farm because he had a job and he was committed to it. And then in addition to that, 
he was a, a delivery boy for a, a takeaway company as well. And I sat back and looked at that at the time and thought, you, you're fucking mad. Yeah. You yeah. know, what, what are you doing this for? It's, it's just not cool. But he hustled and hustled and hustled. And over an extended period of time, that cash built up. And he was the first dude to buy a house out of our, our group of friends. Mm. And he bought it at a really young age. Mm. Would have been his early 20s. And he held on to that house, ended up renting it out, and I think since sold it. It was in a centralist kind of suburb now, nowadays, given the old urban sprawl of Auckland. Yeah. Uh, and clipped the ticket on a capital gain, didn't have to pay any tax. Life's good. But it comes back to hard work mm. and understanding his time and then turning that into money by going, well, I'm sitting around watching TV. What else could I be doing with this time? Well... Domino's are looking for delivery people. Mm. I've got a, I've got a little scooter. I'll go out and deliver Domino's. Mm. Hawaiians. Yeah. yeah. And I think some people will be like, oh well, I don't want to do deliveries for a Domino's or whatever. Like, you well, know, then that's the mindset back to hard work. Yeah. You know, you've got to be prepared to make sacrifices and do something different to get ahead. Otherwise, yeah. you're just going along with the rest of the pack, who's going to mm. be average. And I think it's, it's not hard to actually find something that you enjoy as well. Like, if you go out and actually have a look for it, you know, you can find things that are interesting to you and that you can make money out of. Even if you do something like Sidekicker or even putting your services on Upwork or something like that. If you're good at art and you like doing that, well, then why not sell it to someone who needs someone to do their digital design for their website or whatever? Or, yeah. you know, think outside the box and you'll find an option that works for you. Don't just sit there and think, oh, well... I don't want to work at the cafe down the road. So and I think no idea is a dumb idea. Yeah. And again, we're back into an age where you can just try stuff. Yeah. And for young people these days, just get started. Yeah. Try. And what's the worst that happened? It doesn't work. Mm. Oh, well, move on to the next thing. You would have learned an absolute stack load. You would have probably learned a heck of a lot more doing whatever it is that you're having a crack at than you would in three years at university. Mm-hmm because there's life lessons in there that will carry you forward for the next 30, 50 years. 100%. Yeah. And one complete tangent here, <laughs> just thinking about Phil, he's just getting so pumped up there, is looking back for me, like I moved out of home real real quickly um, because, admittedly, because I didn't want to live at home. Like I wanted to that freedom and wanted to sort of experience what it was like. And I was in the Manawatu too, and it was cheap. Like you could live cheap, but here in Auckland... I would suggest to people like if you get on with your parents and you, um, you know, you can handle that. Fuck, it's it's such a big blessing. Like you're in such a position mm. that you know is going to get you so much further ahead because it's so expensive to live here. And you know, even if you go right, you're paying um, five hundred bucks a week for sort of food, power, internet, everything. I mean, it's probably like a bit bit too expensive for that. It's twenty five grand. You put tax on top of that, you're looking at thirty two grand. So that's that's a lot of money to, to live in Auckland. Mm. Um, even if you have that to two fifty and looking at say fifteen, sixteen grand, that's still it's still a large chunk of your income that's gone. So you can get yourself so much further ahead if you can persist with staying at home and they're cool with that and fuck it might not be cool to your mates but as you start to get older you start to realize like how much you don't really care about that stuff anymore i moved back home and it was like what couple of the well, it was probably i think i went home for four weeks and ended up there for like 18 months or something but it was <laughs> yeah. awesome for me because i actually like got to reconnect with my parents and sort of understand like just a bit more about how they looked at things and and how it was just like oh this is just it's just cool like it was it was actually like a really good experience and i think some people have that with their parents other people don't so you need to figure out well, well do you don't you and then 
if you are then like use it to your advantage don't be like oh yeah i get to i get to live at home so i don't have those expenses so i'll blow my cash like mm. be smart about it because you're you're freeing up so much um money that you don't need don't need to spend so you're in a like a very privileged position yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent on that one my philosophy on that one is your mum will always be your mum yeah so take advantage of it when i was a younger fella i i was forced out of home because yeah. my mum moved to the south island so that i i had to do something about it yeah. um otherwise i reckon i'd still be living at home um <laughs> that might be a bit awkward now yeah. Three kids and a wife as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting dinner dinner table <laughs> combos there. Um, but but to your point completely, you know, if, if your friends are looking at it and they're all flatting and they're, they're judging you, well, stuff their opinion. Yeah. You know, just water off a duck's back. You, you're going on a different path and you're making different decisions and there's a sacrifice there. It mm. comes back to that earlier point. You're making a sacrifice. Mm. But if you've got the opportunity to stay with the olds, the parentals, mm. do it mm. um, for as long as you can. I think there would be a time where you'd need to draw a line in the sand <laughs> and, and yeah. go, maybe it's time that I dip my toes. Because on the flip side of it, when you are flatting or renting and you're going and doing it either with friends or with strangers, there's life lessons there. Oh, yeah. Because you're going to another level because then the habits that you've created as a young person financially really starting to come into play because then you need to understand about how much you need to spend on power and phone and internet and food and where am I going to get all that money mm. in to pay for all that stuff plus put uh, gas in the car yeah. and still have a, an entertainment fund yeah, and then save for whatever it is that that long-term goal is. Yeah, That's where the rubber really meets the road. So if you can delay that as long as possible, do it, but there will become a time in life where you need to... Um, leave the nest and, and go and get your next lot of life skills. And almost yeah. when you were saying before about um, looking at your expenses and saying is this a need or whatever, you could use that temporary time you have left if you have the privilege of um, staying with your parents to like practice that skill and, and break those things up and think about what do I have to pay for now, what will I have to pay for, and you know realize what a blessing it is to not have to pay for that shit yet. Oh yeah. And you know use it as time to practice like putting money aside because you're gonna have to do that eventually anyway. Yep. So you know you don't want to just block yourself off from the fact that eventually you're going to have to pay some money towards things that you don't want to pay for. Yeah, no, and I mean, if you're going out and getting your um, your burger fuel, you know, two or three times a week <laughs> when you're living at home, yeah, I'm pretty comfortable in saying that shit's going to stop when you move out of home. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. you know, at, at yeah. 15 to 20 bucks a go, mm. there's 60 bucks. Yeah. Convert that back to however many hours you've got to work. You know, that that's, that's a power bill for the month or your mm. share of a power bill or a phone bill or whatever yeah. it might be. Yeah. Then you start thinking, geez, maybe I should stay at home until I'm in my thirties. Exactly, like the perspective will change on yeah. on how you spend your money. <coughs> mm. Mm. And I think one thing we're probably not taught or doesn't get spoken about enough is kind of what we have been talking around and around, like trying to control your income. So we're sort of focused on go to uni, get a job, then that's how much you get paid, and then you hopefully in twelve months' time you get um, you get a pay rise, performance things get done every twelve months and, and a good organisation or maybe six and then it's like, okay, well I've got my two percent, my five percent, whatever, like and 
you know, you can still at that time be looking for other opportunities either for who you're working for and go, well, actually, now that I sort of understand how this business works a bit better, like they get paid by new clients or by selling more of these. And you're like, should I know this dude that might need to buy 600 of these? I might go to my boss and say, hey, if I introduce this guy and he's going to buy 600 t-shirts off us, can I get like 10% of whatever the margin is or something like that and have like a couple of those brave conversations because then they, they're going from like, oh, holy shit, this person's not just employed here, but they're actually trying to help us grow our revenue. And in turn, they're like, yeah, okay, you can, you can have a kick of that. And it's not going to work in all organizations, but like I, I wish if someone told me that early or like really young to like think about that, I probably would have had my eyes open along the way for different opportunities and then taken them a little bit more seriously. And I think that's why the commission structure works so well for so many industries because they go, sweet, you can get paid this, but you're actually in control of what you're going to get paid because you're going to bring us the revenue and therefore you can have a cut of it. And I think to that point there, if if you're a young person, uh, uh, millennials, is that what the term is these days? Yeah, millennials. And, and you're yeah. going and talking to gen. your employer and they're saying, no, chances are they're probably a boomer. Yeah. <laughs> Go out and have a crack on doing it yourself. Mm. Yeah. Because, again, it comes back, we're in a time now that opportunities are in front of everyone and young people, for whatever reason it is, have got this knack. They seem to be more entrepreneurial than any generation beforehand to be able to see opportunity and do something with it that these boomers can't. Mm. So then these older people feel a little bit threatened. Mm. Yeah. Go out and and just, just do it. You know, you might turn into the next uh, Jeff, whatever his name is, from Amazon. Bezos, yeah. 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 Or Bill Gates. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I was going to say Steve Jobs, but he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Is Bill Gates still alive? Yeah, he is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Bill and Melinda Gates. There you go. Um, I feel like we've just ranted heaps here, Sarah. Is there any questions you might (laughs) have had or any other? No, no, that was really good. Um, We're coming up to a good time now, so I suppose, like, to sum it all up, what you were saying before is, you know, go over, go over your account, look, plan out your expenses. Is it a need? Try and avoid the uh, the double D, the dumb debt. Yeah, double D, I like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and yeah, just be smart about what you're doing. Don't be a dick, and you'll be away. <laughs> I think my summary is understand what's coming in. Yeah. And what that converts into time mm. and therefore how much effort you need to put in to be mm. able to get that incoming and if it's not enough think of ways that you can increase it and yeah. there's plenty of ways and then on the flip side what's going out understanding to what you were saying Sarah um, you know dumb debt if you're making debt repayments or you're frittering stuff away on burger fuel or booze or whatever it is um, but it's it's taking a different approach and doing something different to what everybody else is doing yeah you might be judged on it but you'll get ahead faster yeah outstanding segue for me there because going away from the pack and I, that that would probably be my little tip but as well as if you bump into people that are successful or rich like don't be scared to ask them like how they've done it because they've, they've got the answers so mm. there's not many people that end up being like financially well off um you know, so so ask the people that are, and they maybe they just appear to be, and they maybe they'll admit that, but ask them, okay, you know, some of those questions and try and get some learnings from them, and but but decide who you're going to listen to and whose methodology you want to follow, and then 
believe in it and follow it and be consistent with it and go back to habits from the start because you'll get a different answer from every person but I can guarantee just about that 99% of them the the message at the end of it will be hard work you know so I start I've started practicing this where I'll meet with people that I know are quite wealthy and I'll ask them for their whole sort of story and and they all start with three jobs um, blah 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 and like hard work the same sort of thing as what Phil was talking about before and so yeah study study different people like that too if I could jump in and just give one last example Mm -hmm. and it's the case of the iPhone if you're a young person and you're considering going out and buying the iPhone 11 you've got to really sit back and question that because if you're the person that's going out and buying it chances are you don't need it and you're frittering away cash just to keep up with the latest and greatest when you could be saving that using uh, a phone that's a little bit older and still works Mm and using that cash for something that's going to get you something in the longer term mm. and give you a lot more satisfaction. Yeah, a little bit of short-term pain, but you'll get to where you need to be faster. Wait until that iPhone is tax deductible because you've got some income coming in on the side and you can depreciate it at 67% per year because that's <laughs> realistically how quickly they devalue. Yeah, so you're basically writing off... claiming the GST as well. But look, that's a topic for another... <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, another yeah, we're getting a bit too yeah, so, guys, Sorry, but. guys. Yeah. <laughs> No, cool. All right, sweet. Thank you, Luke and Phil. That was really interesting. And I'm just as much the student here as everyone else listening, as you can probably tell from my silence. But I'm always, always inspired by the things you two have to say. <laughs> so, no, that was really good. Thanks, guys. No worries. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you were able to take something valuable away. Um, be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at The One Up Project. And I'll catch you on the next one.